the, the Boga Honey Podcast. That's why I, I tried not to have cams on my bow. I don't have to deal with slippage or anything Shut like up. that. You just put a new string on there, you're fine. What is Boga? But seriously, that's the dumbest thing you've ever seen. Go- I am all about Just strap it to your pack. Really appreciate the fact that you're from Michigan and not Georgia. You don't want to be the next Mark Kenyon. No. I'm a shit show. <laughs> that's, that spot's taken. You can see how pathetic Jared's face is right now. <laughs> because that's how it looked. It was just like, is this good enough? Hey, everybody. Before we begin, we're going to thank a couple of sponsors that helped make this show possible. First up is Vortex Optics. We've been using their glass for a long time. Uh, everything from their binoculars, spotting scopes, rangefinders, and a new thing called Vortex Edge. Vortex Edge is their new world-class firearm training course, and they, they're going to provide courses on precision rifle, uh, pistol, a couple of military tactics, and of course, hunting and outdoors. And also, their spring and summer apparel line is dropping soon. So make sure to head over to vortex.com apparel and save yourself 20%. By using what code? BOGA20. Nice. Trophy line, tree saddles. They are a one-stop shop. Sticks, platforms, yeah, saddles. It's uh, And they just came out with a new EDP platform. It's a smaller, lighter, stronger version of the mission platform made in the U.S. It's the perfect size for us as mobile hunters. It's going to be available this April, so make sure to go and get yourself one. Save yourself 10% while you're doing it and use the code BOGAHUNTINGTL10. Don't miss any letters in that. Go check them out. If we said it once, we said it a thousand times. Arrows are the lifeblood of the archery industry. Vector arrows, vector custom arrows are the arrows that we shoot. Jared and I specifically shoot the vector HMR, the vector hammers. Hammer them. Yep. They're a four millimeter micro diameter shaft that are super strong, extremely durable. You're going to go to the website. All you have to do is input your specs and they're going to build the arrows directly for your specs. So head over to vectorcustomshop.com and they're going to hook you up. We do a lot of things on our phones. One of the things that Jared and I have found to be especially useful on our phone is our HuntWise app. It's the base. It's basically the ultimate hunting tool yep. set. Land boundaries. They've got HuntCast 2.0, where it, it's an advanced hunting forecast to give you specific times and days that are the best days to hunt. And they also provide a safe and social space for hunters, where you can post pictures, share stories. You won't get a graphic image, yeah, you know, Instagram not- cover over it. <laughs> Uncensored and unbiased. Yep. Download the HuntWise app today. It must be something in the 2021 water or something they're spiking our beer with or something because it's it's just it's nuts. Yeah, you know I've seen that too for for work and just everyday life. Like things open up, but still, it's just everything's a little bit of a cluster out there. Like you get yeah. out there in the in the world and it's not quite back to I don't know. Even mm. though things are picking up, but you've been well, why, don't we, why don't we just jump right into the episode? Um, Actually, before we do, though, I want because I want to start talking about this. I have questions for you about this. But, Jared, you have to do the intro. I did it last time. We do this every time. You do it. Why don't you ever do it? <laughs> I don't know. I are don't you afraid? To, are you I'm afraid? not afraid to do it. It seems like you're a little afraid. It's just not my thing. It's never my thing, people. Hey, that's, you, got the, you got the rapper, and then you got the hype man. Like, you know, just know your lane. Bingo. Just stay know in your lane. lane. All right, fine. I'll do it. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. Today, we're here with Scott. Uh, Scott, you've been on before, and we kind of uh, started this conversation talking a little bit about, you know, the differences between last year and this year in mm-hmm. terms of things that you're busy with, and, uh, and like, you, you and I had talked a bit on the <coughs> phone a couple times over the last couple of weeks just about your crazy, how crazy it's been for you guys over the last year or so. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh... You know, with uh, with the new year, there's there's been the good with the bad. I mean, the good being, um, you know, we made it through last year after being, you know, shown for three months because of uh, of COVID and everything. And I mean, uh, you know, I anytime like I explain our business to people, I always say the our biggest competitive advantage is that we do everything in house. So we do all of our own manufacturing, all that stuff. But with that comes a lot of pains and headaches so i mean particular just i mean fortunately like we didn't have any issues with sourcing you know material thing like that just because we're always on the forefront of that and we always kind of we 
buy for the year early, but you know, just, just managing employees, making sure everybody was safe, you know, doing everything we could, but, you know, still kind of, you know, maintain like that, uh, that safety. Um, but, you know, so then going into the, into the new year, we're like, well, we made it, we, we survived, like, you know, we actually had a really good year only having, uh, let's see here, June, July, August, October, November, seven months to get a year's worth of work in. Um, and we, we came out and actually, I mean, we had a, a, a phenomenal year, uh, unfortunately, you know, there were some not so good, you know, uh, outcomes, but, uh, so going into this year, you know, we were pretty, pretty optimistic, still a little hesitant, you know, we, we weren't sure what our governor was going to do as far as, you know, opening things up and, and whatnot. So, you know, we kind of had to prepare for that. You know, what if we have another couple months of shutdown, you know, what, after going through that, you know, what do we do? But, um, it, uh, so it's been good that we've been back up and I mean, we're, we're back to, uh, pretty much a hundred percent capacity, you know, between our two locations, the machine shop and the office. But uh, like we were just saying, it's just like something in the water or the beer around here. Cause it's just, I mean, it is just, it's been one headache after the other. And, um, you know, just for like an example, uh, in February, we experienced, um, so, I mean, obviously we're a small family owned company, right? So HHA for um, everybody. I didn't know if I said at the beginning, yeah. HHA, great site makers of great sites, stabilizers, you know, um, rests and so mm-hmm. on. So anyways, keep going. So, uh, you know, we're, we're a small company, um, you know, and, uh, we, we do the best we can with what we have just because, you know, limited capital, limited resources and stuff, but, um, you know, we've gotten more into, uh, like an online, um, you know, whether it's marketing, um, promote promos, a little bit of retail, uh, you know, we went through this big website redesign a couple years ago, which, uh, I mean, that's way above my pay grade and security clearance, but, uh, we experienced our first, uh, our first experience with, with hacking, nice. website hacking. Mm. Was it the Russians yeah. or the Chinese? Uh, it was actually from somebody from Puerto Rico. So I've lost <laughs> all respect for Puerto Rico. Yeah. So anybody Pumps. that uh, is listening from Puerto Rico, uh, your IP addresses have been blocked. Yeah. So. Sammy Sosa. He was Puerto Rican. Hey. Sammy Sosa, right? No he's, bueno, he's idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, you got us once. You're not going to get us again, Puerto Rico. But uh, <laughs> And so that was, that was like, uh, I mean, it was an all-out war. I mean, so in... And I can't tell you all the details, but literally in three weeks, we had almost a year's worth of sales. Really? Holy and cow. They, they were all fraudulent. Oh, oh. <laughs> you're like, yes. <laughs> Bingo. Well, well, the first couple of weeks we were like pandemic, like, you know, people are there. I mean, because everybody saw last year increase in outdoor activities, whether it was hunting, archery, fishing, golfing, baseball, whatever, anything outdoor related is, is seeing huge increases. So the first couple of weeks were like, you know, giddy up and, you know, we're kind of all jumping and dancing. And then into the third week, I, it dawned on me and I'm like, this is, this is weird. Like, cause it, it was the same item. Like it was like, it was like three items and it was like in the, the sequence and I kind of caught the pattern and I'm like, something's up. And right when I like, literally, I just, I it, like the light bulb went on and I got a phone call from our credit card processing and they're like, yeah, um, something's wrong. And then I called our, our, uh, web development team and they're like, we got to pull the plug, like abort, abort, abort. So we're still trying to get that figured out. Like, I mean, it is an absolute mess. I mean, that, so it's going on, uh, almost three months now. And it's still like, we are trying to tangle all these wires and figure out, you know, cause there's so many people involved. Like we have the credit card company that processed all these payments. So they want their cut, right? Then you have the gateway. That's the link between our website and the credit card. They want their cut. Then you have our bank that wants their cut. So we have all these people like coming into us, like, where's my money? And I'm like, where's our money? Like <laughs> we didn't get the money. So like, you know, it's, it's just, I mean, never would I thought like we'd be experiencing this, but you know, it, it, it sucks, but it's, it's a learning lesson, you know, like you learn something every day. And, um, so that, not that that wasn't bad enough, then three weeks ago, um, our amazing, um, you know, brain that runs our whole office, our server crashed. Uh, 
So it's just been, I mean, like I said, it's just been one thing after another. And we're, we're right in the middle of this new ERP system integration. And it's, it's like how, like what, like, I don't know if I can handle anything else. And so I actually had a call with uh, a, a training day with this new ERP system. And I kind of explained them what we're experiencing and do we have to worry about this going forward? And they're guaranteeing me, no, no, that'll never happen. I said, well, I, I swear to God, if it did, that's, <laughs> I'm going to find that's you. what's going to, well, no, that's, what's going to put me over the edge. And I'm just going to go lay down in front of traffic. because <laughs> I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so well, well, you know. that, that's why I like, I, I said today, I'll be, and I never thought I'd be saying like, you know, May 11th. I wish it was May 11th, 2020. Cause I'd be, I'd be golfing right now. <laughs> you would be this. worrying about, you know, hackers from Costa Puerto Rico, but I went to the website today and I feel like the customer experience and I was perusing uh, sites and mm -hmm. stabilizers We've, and checking things out. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, after going through all that, you know, we, we upgraded, uh, you know, a lot of things and, and I will say that that is the one thing, um, you know, going through last year and it, it allowed us to, you know, granted, you know, we were very, very conscious of expenses just because we didn't know what was going to happen, but anything we could do, um, you know, to, to better, you know, whether it's the website or, um, you know, anything internally, we took the time to do it. So we put a lot of time and energy into the website and just kind of, um, you know, buttoning that up, updating the images and obviously getting new products, you know, on there. So, um, but you know, that was the other thing going through last year is just, um, are we even going to be able to come out with anything new because sure. we're so far behind. We how, don't how have many the things did you, time. how many things did you come out with? So we came out with the, with the Tetra stabilizer line. Yeah, um, sweet. so that was in addition to our Tetra site line, which we introduced in, um, uh, well, so the Tetra we introduced in 2019 and then, uh, the entire Tetra site line we introduced at the beginning of 2020 at ATA. Um, so, it, it, you know, looking back, we were very fortunate that we got through show season of 2020 because at least we had a framework built where when we did reopen, we could kind of pick up where we left off. But, you know, it's just when you're shut down for three months, I mean, and, and not even like we were shut down. I mean, our machines didn't run for three months. And, um, you know, when you have machines sitting idle that long, that's not good. I mean, it's not good for the machines themselves. I mean, our, our CNC machines are meant to be ran nonstop 24 seven. So when they sit idle like that, it's just not good for them. So, I mean, there's a lot of things we, we had to get fired back up. It took us almost, almost a whole month just to get back up and running before we could actually start producing products again. And by then, um, you know, that me and, and, and another guy, we were still, even though we were shut down, we were still going into the office a couple times a week just to try to fulfill whatever orders we could because you know there still were spots in the country that were open and there were still archer shops that needed product so it's like we you know we got to get some sort of revenue coming in we can't just go zero 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 for a couple months so we basically shipped ourselves out of pecs which we've never i mean we that's never happened so to be starting from scratch um you know come june 1st it you know, looking back, it maybe wasn't the smartest thing to do, but I mean, it was just, we had to do whatever we could. I mean, it's uncharted waters, right? None of us have ever experienced anything like that. So kind of making up as um, you we, go. I mean, that's kind of how I operate, just kind of wing it. And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens, then, you know, you adapt and move from there. But, uh, so no, I, I mean, right now, I mean, we're, we're, we're back to kind of where we normally would be this time of year. Um, you know, we're a little bit farther behind than we like to be, uh, but from, you know, the uh, other, you, you know, uh, companies in industry, I'd say we probably survived 2020 better than most. Um, but, uh, you know, just, we just cross our fingers that we just don't have any more, uh, you know, any, any more surprises that's going to delay us or, or hinder our production yeah but well, uh it was an interesting year i mean um on one side you have these issues with production right like things are backed up you know um everything's closed mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of people are having these issues but on the other side for at least in the outdoor industry more people are doing stuff outside than they ever have or at least have in uh, the you know recent future and yeah. so you have high demand and low supply um which can make things stressful for you but I mean, I mean, you go out, we had talked, we've talked about this before, but never seen so many people out hunting. 
uh, you know, people are out biking and walking. Actually, I've been out biking. Have I told you this? I bike. Mm-mm. I'm a biker now. Are you? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it's biking. I take comment at my dog. I bike him for a while. I'm getting that good. That counts, dude. I guess. I've been uh, no hand in it, practicing. I'm getting good with no hands, man. Back in the, I can do back turns. in the cool club. Yeah, sometimes I can do like I lean and I can do a turn, but um, but but in I all seriousness, I, I haven't been on an actual bicycle since I was probably a child. Yes. And my first attempt was on a a bike, a, a quiet cat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it it did not end well. <laughs> right. Well, you know, apparently riding, it's riding, not. riding a bike in the dark is not a good idea. No, you know. That is. Don't they have lights on those things? Yeah. Uh, well, some of them do now, or they or they have lights that you can adapt to them. I had a headlamp on, but your peripheral vision and your depth perception not great. And, uh, no, and and you know those things like they have, you know, like I think that one I was running had like three speeds, and I was only in first gear, but I was still doing like twenty miles an hour, and I hit a rut in a it was a tractor road. Yeah. And I hit this thing full <laughs> speed, and I never saw it, and it took me about probably. 30 minutes or find all my crap just and, exploded uh, out yeah my bow was i had my bow strapped to my backpack and my bow was all de-strung and oh. it was i mean it was a wreck Yikes. like it that was a wreck blows. was it yeah. morning a morning commute type deal or on it, the way back no it was evening it was i i came out and i was coming out late because i got pinned down and uh so i mean it, it wasn't it was like dark dark like dark 30 and uh, I was in a hurry to get back. You know, you just want to get back and, you know, warm up and, you know, grab a grab a cold beer and just kind of relax. So I was I was kind of, you know, I was hustling. And uh, I mean, I, I remember I was laying there on my back just staring up at the sky and all I could see was stars. And I was like, <laughs> so this is this is this is how it ends. You're like, dead. Yes, this is I, death. I'm just going to die in this lonely cornfield <laughs> with, you know, nobody's going to know what happened because I, I hunt with a bunch of a-holes you know they're not going to come look for me no it'll be a couple days before they really realize anything until they see like until they see the vultures yeah (laughs) it's got this weird smell yeah and they think it's an ehd kill or something like that (laughs) they'll go check it out but so but no i mean you're right though i mean and and so that's the other thing you know with with us um you know not only are we dealing with three months of being shut down but you're also dealing with a, a huge crease in participation and demand. So like on a normal year, we can, we can make adjustments to our forecasting and our productions. So we have monthly production meetings and we can see the trend like, okay, we're tracking like 20% above or whatever. So we can adjust the machine time and stuff like that. But when you're, when you're starting from ground zero and you know, you're, you're, you're just going into a, a blaze of fire like, how do you, I mean, wh- how do you plan for that? It's just, let's make as much as we can. And, um, you know, so we ran, our machine shop ran 24 hour shifts for June, July, August, and September, just to try to knock out as much product as we could. But then, you know, you know we do everything house except our anodizing, just we do that. But then, you know, our, our anodizer was shut down. So then, you know, now they're backed up. It was just, it was literally just like a domino effect, but you know, to your point, if there was anything good that came out of that was it forced people to get outside because yeah. that's all you could do. Really? You know? And, you know, that, and that, like turkey hunting, like I hadn't turkey hunted in, I don't know how many years just because I just, I didn't have the time. And I was like, you know, I have nothing else to do. I'm going to get out turkey hunting. And uh, everywhere I went, I mean, the parking lots were packed with people turkey hunting. And I was like, because that's all, I mean, all you could do, right? So I mean, it, that is the one, I guess, you know, blessing in disguise is that more people are outdoor, whether it is hunting or archery or fishing or whatever it is, at least people are getting outside. So That's it. I'm calling a break. You're calling a break? Break in the episode. This for, is a timeout. Timeout in the episode, and we are going to thank a couple more sponsors, so deal with it. It's no secret that I love traditional archery, and I love Bivouac Boco. Jim and Georgia, years of experience. Each bow is handcrafted, one of a kind. I've got special camel limbs that nice. they did special for me. They look awesome, and they stand the test of time, but it's looking great, shoots great. Check them out at bivouacboco.com. Wild Pursuit Wellness makes premium CBD products. It's all natural, broad-spectrum CBD, meaning that there is less than 0.0% THC. It can be ingested or used topically on the skin to help with muscle soreness or joints. We, we use it a lot after a long hike. Use promo code BOGA 
for 20% off at checkout. Check them out, wildpursuitwellness.com. Yeah, that's that, that. Yeah, we see it a lot. Uh, I mean, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, it you know it definitely has complicated, uh, like, COVID has complicated life, but like, it does give you a little extra time to be outside, and you know, a lot of people working from home now. So are you are you seeing um this like like a trend continue, or how how are you reacting now going forward? Do you like do you plan for new products now? Like, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're basically, uh, you know, we're, like I said, we're kind of back to, to our normal routine. Um, so, yeah, we're already prepping for 2022 with new products. Um, you know, the, the, just, it kind of forced us to look at um, how we do business and how we operate. Um, you know, COVID it, it exposed a lot of inefficiencies and areas we could prove on. So because we had the time, we were able to improve some of those processes, hence, you know, finally raising that we need to upgrade our ERP system to something that, um, you know, allows us to have more control and, and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, but no, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, it, it's kind of, and that's kind of like the question is, is what, what to expect now? Like, because it, the sad thing is you, you almost feel bad because it seems like the archery industry specifically, you know, and obviously, I mean, the gun industry is going just wild, you know, right now, but um, generally, historically, anytime guns or the firearm industry uh, was seeing an increase, we always saw a decrease, right? Like we were, we were on opposite, you know, uh, cycles, but um, um, no, I, I totally forgot my train of thought, but um but oh, oh so, so now, um, you, you, uh, like I was saying, it seems like the archery industry always thrived on um, like chaos or, you know, anytime. Well, I mean, and, and I'm going from my, my personal experience. I mean, that, that, the ar- archery is all I've ever done since I was 13, but um, in different positions that I've held over the years, it seems like anytime there was a depression or a recession or it was an election year, like it always took some sort of like event to cause an increase in, in archery. Um, so it, like we've always described it as this, um, this um, like roller coaster, you know, like, like we ride these highs and then we've lows. And it seems like we, like when you're high, it's like a three to five year wave and then it comes down, which, you know, nobody ever wants to see it come down, but all it's really doing is just resetting the bar to where it should have been. Cause if you leveled everything out, you know, um, it'd be stagnant. So it, it now it's just kind of like, you know, we're all farmers and just trying to make hay where the sun's shining, who knows how long it's going to last. I think me personally, just because of, you know, the new participation, there's a lot of first time, you know, participants or people that, uh, maybe, you know, uh, shot archery in the past and got out of it and now we're getting back into it. So I think the, we've, we've gained a lot of new users that will hopefully, um, you know, we'll have for future, future years and hopefully it gets passed on and it kind of becomes like the, the cool thing, you know, like the last time I can remember a spike like this was when the hundred hunger games came out. Oh, sure. And it wasn't, it wasn't hunters. It was just, uh, archery participants, whether, you know, it, it was a family that just wanted bows to shoot in their backyard or, you know, whatever it is, but that, that's the literally the last time I can remember a spike like this. So it's just weird how it always takes some sort of significant event to get us to see those increases. But I think now, you know, hopefully we, we, we retain all those, all those new users. And, you know, we, I had this discussion actually with, with ATA, um, you know, that now with like there being such an increase in all these outdoor activities, whether it's biking, for example, or, or whatever it is, like, like we're all the same, right? Like as far as like our mentalities and stuff, like there's so much crossover between those activities. So how do we bring that all together? And I I don't know the answer to that, but that's like, if we can figure that out, I mean, now it's, it's a sustainable like customer base. You know what I mean? It doesn't take these, well, and it doesn't take these significant events for us to see these increases anymore. It, it, it's like, you know, and, and same with like, with archers, you know, like I, you know, I've always golfed, but like, I've never been a serious golfer. 
and now I golf more than I shoot my bow just because it's, it's something new. It's something cool. Like it's something different. Right. So, you know, how, how do we, how do we pull people from other sports like that? So I, th- like I said, I think as bad as, as last year was, I think there's a lot of positive that can come out of it. If, if it's all played the right way. And again, that's, you know, that's above my dumb, dumb uh, capabilities, but it, it, it's just, the opportunity is there to yeah. how to capitalize on it now. How long have you guys been around? How long has HHA been around? Since 1984. Wow. Yeah, that was when the company first started. Um, we've been building archery sites since 1994. Um, so archery site, I mean, that was that was just kind of what, what stuck. Um, and, you know, the whole stabilizer thing, uh, that kind of came about because that was one of the first products that HHA ever made. That's kind of what what made them like they kind of got their name out there is we we built uh well not hha built one of the first uh like knuckle systems where you could loosen the stabilizer and it would bend down so you could fit it in a case yeah yep yeah so we actually came about um you know that again so that's 36 years ago and uh we just so happened to come about uh the very first stabilizer that we made from a garage sale somebody saw it and bought it and uh and brought it to us and literally it was a 36 year old product still in the package. And, uh, and yeah, so it was kind of cool. We have that now. Um, so that, that was kind of cool to see, but, uh, yeah, it, it just, it, it was kind of, you know, going into the stabilizer game, you know, that, that's a, that's a flooded market. There's a lot of stabilizers out there, but it was kind of special to us because that's how HHA started. And, you know, we lost our founder um, two years ago. I guess it'll be three years in uh, July. So, you know, that was kind of special to, you know, kind of get back into that market. So, um, and it's, and it's done well, you know, obviously we have our following and, and stuff like that, but um, you know, on a, it'd be interesting, like on a normal year, you know, like what, what could you do? But so far it's, you know, again, it's, you know, we'd probably be doing better if we could if we could keep up, but it is it is what it is. Yeah, you do what you mm-hmm. can. Uh, those stabilizers are yep. cool. They, you can extend them in mm-hmm. and out. So the yeah. LRZ, yeah. So the LRZ, um, that was an idea that was actually suggested from uh, a friend of one of our owners, and uh, you know, there, there's some other stabilizers out there like that, but um, you know, they're like a telescoping. I've seen you know, those. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah where ours, it's truly like you can customize it of it. So it, it'll go from t- six to 10 inches or anything in between. Um, you can add an extension on there if you want it longer, um, you know, and then we have just the, the fixed length and then we also offer a, a back bar mounting system. So it's just, just kind of rounds out the whole stabilizer line. But, you know, again, we, we make it all in house. So it's just kind of building off of what we already do. So are you a long stabilizer guy? Um, normally Hunting. yes yeah yeah normally yes um the over the last couple of years i have shortened my stabilizer just because uh like two years ago i messed up on one of, i mean one of the biggest bucks i've ever had in front of me um i was in a box blind and my stabilizer um so i it had a fold down window in front of me and when i went to pick my bow up the window was on top of my stabilizer so when I picked it up and made this loud bang oh, man. And, it was r- and it, and it was right at dark and it frazzled me and I still, I still had an opportunity, but it just, I mean, I, I lost it and just, you know, couldn't make it happen. So after that, um, I, I have shortened my stabilizer. Um, but also I think too, like, you know, bows, they, they become so much more balanced to where you didn't really necessarily need all that weight out front. So now I, I mean, I run probably three times more weight off my back bar than I do my front bar. Yeah. To keep um, it. Otherwise it, so you, are you the, so you're the kind of guy that likes it to, when you shoot, not fall just, forward just to see. I don't, I don't like it falling forward. No. Cause I, I already have a tendency to drop my, my bow arm. Um, so I like it just to sit, just to sit stagnant. Um, but you know, that, that's the nice thing with, you know, specifically our stabilizers and that LRZ is you you can truly customize the feel um for it and you know that like a, an example you know with hoyt uh they introduced their picatinny mounting system on the front we seen that? which That's we cool. now yeah 
It, you know, it, it is, it, it, but it, it's not new, you know, that, that that's been done. And, and that's, what's kind of interesting about the, the archery industry is you're seeing a lot of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of technology being introduced that I, you know, we saw 20 years ago yeah. and everybody laughed at it. And, but now it's, you know, it just was before it's time, you know, like, like but the perfect example is like scent crusher or scent or ozone now. I mean, everybody's running ozone machines, whether it's Scent Crusher or whatever, whatever brand. But I mean, I can remember my first full-time job in the industry. I was a sales rep and we represented one of the first ozone machines because ozone, ozone machine had been around forever for like carpet cleaning companies and stuff. But it was the first commercial ozone machine geared towards hunters. And everybody, I mean, I, I can remember walking into archer shops. I was 22 years old, this little punk kid you know didn't have any facial hair, <laughs> hair or anything and uh and that all of them being like get and like i was trying to like i was i was trying to sell snake oil to sure them right like that, Some you trick. Know? yeah 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 like like get out of here but you know it, it so it's just kind of interesting how now we're seeing like old technology and that's that picatinny mounting system but it is it actually is pretty cool um so we have we make a site that on that um but back to the stabilizer thing because you're moving the sight from the side of the bow to the front of the bow, that adds, it doesn't necessarily, it does cut back a little bit on weight because you're using a smaller bracket, but it redistributes the weight in a really weird spot. So the first time I felt it, I hated it because the bow fell forward, but then all I did was just took weight off my front bar and added it on my back bar. And it's actually, it's, it's kind of cool. It keeps everything really nice and like compact and yeah. just really balanced. So you can almost use it as a front bar. I had a real heavy one um, years ago. Yeah. Cause I was the same way. I would have like a big front stabilizer and then I started using the dovetail and like, I would get major fall forward. And one of my bows, I mm -hmm. shot even better with about just a back bar and yeah. uh, a dovetail. You see a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. You see a lot of that. And you know, me personally, the, the fact is, you know, if you're going to run a lot of heavy weight off the front, so yep. like there's a reason all like the big, you know, tournament archers, they shoot those three foot yep. front bars, just weighted down. But I don't practice enough to where my muscles are trained to support that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I work out every single day, but it's muscles that you don't use like that. So if I just don't shoot enough to be able to support that type of system, um, but I mean, if you do, then, you know, that system can work very well for you. But, uh, just me personally, I, it just doesn't work. So, yeah, it's like, it's like, I, I found that either you're doing not dovetail with a little bit longer stabilizer worked better for me or a dovetail, uh, site with like more of a back bar, more weight in the mm -hmm. back. Just so it's, it's cause my, I have a tendency to do the same thing. I drop my bow arm a lot when I shoot, uh, which then kind of forces you to like kind of twitch when you shoot and it's all jacks right. you up in, in a whole bunch of ways so well and it and it can and it did for me too because you know i w i was always told um you know load your stabilizers up shoot shoot as much as you can front, shoot as much as you can off the back yeah and so i did and uh like i said i just i don't you know back before i i worked you know i had a career you, yeah. you had nothing you know when you're in college all you do is shoot your ball you know but uh right for me it I'm, I'm a lefty but it caused me to raise my right shoulder up and kind of yeah. like tuck, and so it just it screwed my form um so try to so i had to kind of try to re retrain myself um because i was trying to support all that weight yeah rather than just letting the bow you know using my back muscles but you know that, that's the thing with archery is everybody's different you know like See, everybody all, all last year i didn't even use a stabilizer you didn't nope. yeah. didn't have anything on it I think like like you said you're I don't know there's it's like a cost benefit analysis like there are when you're hunting stabilizers could be like the worst they can be like mm -hmm. you had a great example of it um you know where they just bump into things they're hard to carry around mm -hmm. they they just are, are stubby and like we're in pretty tight quarters where we hunt yeah. whether it be like sitting on the ground in the middle of a swamp or you know hanging off a saddle in like a skinny tree that has a bunch of branches on it like it, it can be a liability at some point and it's like there's a trade-off between being the target guy and the hunter and you need to find like that right. happy medium right well and yeah you you brought up a, a good point that i was just going to mention you know like the, like the worst thing about a stabilizer with hunting is when you get up into the tree and it's dark right and you just yeah. snuck in there and you got in there just incognito totally undetected 
and then you go to pull your bow up and the stabler gets up on branches and you're sitting there like yeah like a toilet <laughs> plunger trying to get up. it up and then like especially with the popularity of saddle hunting because yeah the, the whole thing with those is you can there's there's not a tree you can't hunt out of right. with those but you know like i've seen like you know some of some people are tucked into these just nasty thick you know cedar trees yep. which if anybody has ever tried to pull a bow up in a cedar tree you know what i'm talking about like ding, ding, it's, ding, i mean it, ding, ding. yeah it, they bounce all over the place or like you know if you're hunting out a ladder stand or something like it's i like if somebody could come up with a way to stabilize your bow so it's like an elevator and it just yeah, right. straight up you'd, you'd have a million dollar idea because i i mean and, and that's why I'm, honestly a lot of times now i just i strap my bow to my backpack to climb the tree that's what i do I can't, I can't handle pull, pull, up, pull up ropes anymore. No, I'm, I do the same thing. I strap it to those back straps. Got to get a retractable cord. Oh, and you, see, I got a, yeah. I got a Doyle's what, a Doyle's gear. Mm-hmm. But you still can whatever. swing mm-hmm. it. It'll still hit stuff on the way up, right? Yeah, but that's one less. Well, that one, that's like a dog leash, right? Where it's like it, it. There's always tension on it. Yeah. Because it's it because it's automatically retractable. Yeah. So that's a little different because the the cord's always taut, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. the cord does get if it's not taut. If you use like five fifty cord, it'll just get wrapped around stuff. Or sometimes I'll even have it get hung up like on a barky tree, like under yeah. some bark, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, trying to pull or it up. Always, or there's always like a stick wrapped up in it and that gets caught and stuff like (laughs) i've i've come to the realization that i am not a good hunter that i am better off just being lucky yeah like if it's if it's my day it'll happen and if it's not then i just i suck yeah it for me for me it's just i'm spending time in nature and you know like hey what i'm i'm i become uh um marty stauffer just you know an an observer yeah exactly right I, I, I've come to the conclusion that I just, for me to be successful, I just got to get lucky. We're huge fans of luck. This is a pro luck. I'm a big what? fan of Hunting luck. Po- you, don't, you don't like luck? Uh, you don't like the saying, you'd rather be lucky than good. I'd rather be good. And lucky. And That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'll take good, and I'm going to always try to learn more and be better and do all these things, but throw in some luck, too. That I, I love luck. Well, that, it doesn't hurt. That, that, that's why you have the podcast and I don't, because you can be lucky and good. And I'm we just, just bring in people lucky. that are good. Some, sometimes. <laughs> we, about, about every 10 years, I get lucky. My hope was if we had <laughs> enough guests on that continually gave us good advice, that at one point in the woods, I'll make good decisions. And so, you know. I, well, and the thing is, is, is – uh, I was joking about this with, because I, I have been very lucky the last couple of years, you know, like especially last year with, with the pandemic, like I was able to travel for some hunts and still yeah. get out. And, um, which I, you know, it was very, I, I'm very fortunate for that. But, uh, um, I think it's, and again, this is me and, in my philosophical like way of thinking, which uh, I'm not a philosopher, but, uh, it, it, it takes luck for, uh, like the situation to happen, right? right? So it takes luck for, you can do all the scouting you want. Like you can stack all the odds in your favor, but you're still hunting a wild animal. Yeah. So it still takes a little bit of luck for everything to come together and work yeah. out. But when it comes to the moment of truth and making it happen, that's where like the skill comes in. Absolutely. Yep. So, you know, you, you prepare for, for when the luck to, you know, to occur, but, uh, it's sandwich. Um, it's a luck sandwich. You got skill ahead of time. You got a moment of luck for that deer to show up, and then some more skill at the end. A little beef. Well, yeah. I mean, how, how many times have you been? Have you, how many times have you been hunting, and you, you know, like like you have a big buck dog and a doe, mm-hmm. and she's right on the trail that's going to come right by your stand, and for a reason, he cuts it yep. and wanders around, and you're just like, well, that was bad luck. Yeah. Like, if I had a dollar for every time I said that, you know, like. I'd probably be able to afford bike lessons or something. But, That's right. Um, yeah, to not fall on your bike. Mm-hmm. I, no, it's yeah. it's true because it's like I've had that before. It's like there's two ways that that animal could go, and mm-hmm. you know it could either break my way or break the other way. And sometimes, you know, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, Jared, or maybe before we were recording, sometimes you eat the bear, sometimes the bear eats you. That's right. Jared, Jared's just like, no, nah, I'm just good enough to where I know what yeah, that deer is. Just walk out, do you know? Just roll over. I know what he. I know what he's thinking before he knows what he's thinking. <sighs> he's. He went. He what? You didn't even get far enough in your turkey contest this year, man. I lost to the runner-up this year, and that dude should have won. By the way, the guy yeah. from Wisconsin was way better. And again, I think the whole BHA contest is just a. Oh what, Jared? A contest. 
You know, they're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. It's a contest. He's not for... sour about it. You know what, though? The, your results speak for themselves. The the five, what was it, five different times in a day? Yeah, we did. So, I mean, you did, you were the caller for that. I got, like, the beautiful thing about hunting with Jared is, yeah. I'm just like, hey, man, I'm going to be the shooter. I need you to call for me. And uh, I'll we, take out on the first morning, and it's like, all right, permanent cameraman, permanent caller, permanent, hey, hold my bow. Permanent. We went on some deep walks, <laughs> too. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out that's great for in, me. And that's that's what I love about, like, uh, elk hunting. Is I was able to, to shoot an elk last fall, but I can't, like, I can't make an elk sound to save my life. Right. So I always just go with the people that know how to do it, and then they feel obligated to call for me. So Yeah, and it's like – And then I – and then I tag out, and then you can't find a bull to save your life for their tag. <laughs> That's right. All you do is just be like, man, you're really such a good caller, Jared. Yeah, I know your strategy. And you know what? It works. <laughs> you know what? And you're a good but, enough guy where you do it anyways. I would do if it. If I was a good caller, I'd call for you. I just am not a good caller. I try. I would. I would. I, would, I mean, that's one of my goals, hopefully, is to become a, a really good caller. But, yeah. you know, when it comes to the skill, I'm just very skilled at picking the right people that can call that feel bad that's a skill and, too you know and, and want to yeah so I've, I've learned over the years i'm developing a, a voice call going into next year you know i'm gonna be a voice caller like those dudes that can call with their oh their yeah. mouth you know you should that'd be sweet that or that or just like don't shower for a week and just piss all over yourself that's, and then you smell like one that's and, right and then, well like, you already smells like onions yeah. right oh now, so. dude yeah, I come. I had a little tie before <laughs> your podcast. You know, so soon. Ooh, that's that's a that's a bold move. That'll, it is, that'll it's find the curry. You. I smell delicious. That's, that's a bold move. <laughs> <laughs> close quarters. Uh, down very here. close quarters. This, yeah. you know, you would think we're in this spacious uh, sound studio, and you're, you'd be right. It's giant. Look at it, this place. It's pretty big. Hey, I like it. I like it. it looks good. So, well, maybe, maybe maybe next time, just upgrade the matching chairs. Hey nah, man, he no, get, he gets the. Uh, Why don't I have? A, I just realized I have the bone. I've got a very bony butt, and dude, I'm sitting on this is, wood. I'm gonna be bruised yeah. by. You know, I just put luxurious. a. I just put a gel seat on my bike for this reason. Oh, dude, I'll, you need a gel seat. A few miles on the bike seat will find mm. you quick. I, it literally it bruised it bruised my butt. Like I was bruised. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, looks like it looks like you're ready to like knit a knit a quilt or something yeah. after the podcast. <laughs> That's right. I uh, dole out some advice and knit it by the fire. You Listen know. here, Sonny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, little house in the I knitted, prairie. A, I knitted a pair of mittens during the podcast. <laughs> Take it hunting season. Yeah, yeah that's right. This mm-hmm. is one mitten at a time. <laughs> uh, well, Scott, yeah. um, we're just we, we wanted to have you on to to kind of share some of your experience over the last year, just because. We had talked. We had been talking, um, and it was just interesting to hear your perspective. It's something we've talked yeah. about on the podcast a lot, but to hear it from the other side of things, you know, us being hunters and guys that are customers, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for, for stuff that you guys produce, uh, it's good to hear what you, you're going through, what the challenges are, and um, it sounds like you're able. To, you were able to come out on top and have even plans for next year. Some exciting stuff coming out. It sounds like too. Yeah, no, like I said, we, we were, uh, I mean, we were very fortunate and, uh, you know, th- that we, we came out as, as well as we did. And, um, you know, that, I, again, probably a lot of it was luck, just, you know, we, we were able to bounce back as quickly as we were. And, um, you know, like I said, so far, I mean, this year has, has been good. I mean, yeah. there's still the, the battles, but, you know, like I said, I, I know there are companies that are, are, you know, struggling and you know are, are a little bit farther behind than us but you know it's i think it, it, again like through it all um it's just good to see that the industry is overall like healthy yeah. or as healthy as it can be and the fact that we're seeing increase in participation just and, and especially like on on the hunting side with you know increases in license sales yeah. you know which some people don't like that because you know their secret spots are getting i've got a love-hate relationship with it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and and i get and i get that you know but at the same time like you know it's it's uh you know it's a double-edged sword you know what would you rather have like complete you know seclusion and decrease in participation and you know whatever or you know in order for the industry to be healthy we need participants right so absolutely you know, so it, it is a double-edged sword. And, and like I said, you know, turkey hunting last spring, I I mean, I was pissed off every, you know, I, <laughs> I, I spent, you know, all day staring at maps. I'm like, I'm going to go check this spot out. Like, nobody will go there. 
and then you pull up and there's 12 cars parked there i'm like well shit like, yeah <laughs> we have that we've had yep, that yep. Well, do, would, would you like, would you guys say you were uh like uh more than average recipients of the uh, stimmy bucks that people would spend like did you find people or would get that hot fresh check from uncle sam and head out well i i uh i think we we saw we weren't direct like recipients but i think you know we were we we were we were like a a pour over so um I mean, I mean, like you guys, like with your relationship with Prime and stuff. I mean, yeah. bow manufacturers right now are busier than they've ever been. Yeah. So, you know, again, my opinion is, you know, people are spending their stimulus checks on new bows, and you know, because they got a new bow, you know, they got to update new accessories and stuff. Which that's, you know, and, and that's that's kind of the tricky thing with like our business being an accessory manufacturer is is we are dependent on bow sales. Yeah. Um. So the more bows that are sold, the more sites and stabilizers and the rest you know that we sell so you know i i'm, I'm sure you know may, maybe people that bought bows in the last two years instead of buying a new bow they upgraded their accessories and stuff sure. but I, I i think you know that was part of it too like you know last year because um nobody could do anything so rather than families going to disney world or like you know taking those family vacations they had that that uh you know that that money that they would normally spend on that stuff yeah. and they were spending it on you know more hobbies like interests and especially i mean how scary was it when you went to the store and you buy chicken or meat or yeah know, right now it's all time sudden, to go like, provide mm-hmm. yeah i mean i wasn't worried but no. you know because you know as hunters i mean we, like i mean i got a freezer full full of meat and uh but i i, I, I <laughs> must well, be nice I, I won't tell you how long that meat's been in there. <laughs> That's <but>. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like. <laughs> but it's in there and it's cold. It's in there. I mean, if, if I had to, um, you know, or even like I, it, I uh, you know, it, uh, like my mom, you know, of course, moms being moms are always worried about, you know, their kids and stuff like that, yeah. even though I'm 36 <laughs> years old. But, um, you know, I have like a year supply of mountain house from Love you know, backpacking trips and stuff. So it's yeah. like, I'm going to be fine. You know, like. I got enough old old t-shirts I can tear apart for toilet paper. Like I don't need toilet paper. Like Jared just uses but, his um, hand. Well, lefty, I, I thought. mean, oh yeah, lefty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My I got these I got these little brittle you know office hands that uh, uh, probably wouldn't last too long. But yeah. <laughs> you're talking to office hands <laughs> soft, himself. Soft, soft to the touch, but not very durable. Um, <laughs> you need something with a little uh, callus so, on there to yeah, grab. Just to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Uh, so, you know, again, I, I think that just goes back to, you know, people wanting to be more self-sufficient, and, you know, not relying so much on the grocery store. And, um, you know, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, when Y2K hit. Yeah, and, sure. You know, like and everybody was terrified that, oh, you wouldn't be able to find food. So, you know, that was when freeze-dried food kind of became popular. And, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm sure there's people that still have that crap stored in their basement for <laughs> their a rainy bomb day. shelters, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, I, I think it just, you know, it, I think it just opened a lot of people's eyes and just, um, you know, and just wanted people to kind of change their, yep. their hobbies and find new interests that involve being outside. And, and I mean, and you can look, I mean, like we, we said with either golf or bikes or yeah. whatever, but I mean, you look at like RV sales or boat sales, yeah, and it's, it's ridiculous right yeah. now, but I mean, that's, it's all, I, I do feel that that's all correlated like sure. like it, it you know the more people are outside then they want to get into more outdoor activities so maybe you know whether you know they started with our biking and then they moved to then they see that deer or, and they're like i wonder if i could shoot that deer i'm gonna yeah. go get some camo on a bow yeah it, 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 instead of wondering if you can hit it with your car yeah i wonder right. if i could like wonder I if i could shoot tent. that no, it's uh, it's it's good that we're going through just a, a healthy turnaround. It's good to see that the the hunting industry is kind of still going. And uh, thank you for coming on and giving us and shedding on a little light within, uh, you know, the hunting industry on your perspective. Just making sure, you know, for us, it's good to hear that you guys are still kicking. Yeah, and doing well yeah. and doing yeah. well. Besides the yeah. the cyber attacks, yep. and you guys are staying up to date. <laughs> yeah, on that. Now, now, I mean, who knows? Like, yeah, I thought the virus was the worst of our worries. Now. Yeah. Now I'm like, what else? Uh, What's well, the other kind of virus? Know. Right. No. Well, the thing is, yeah. though, if you've got a good product, you know, and you like you said, you almost create this legacy sale uh, that you're able to, to 
kind of weather some of these storms because people are like, I know what I'm getting. I, I want, the, I have my thing. I've used this site, for example, for years. Like, I, I don't want to switch into something else. So that, that's big. Right. Well, and, and like I say, you know, the fact that we do all of our own manufacturing and we source the majority of our materials yeah. like locally within, you know, an hour or two. So, you know, we're not reliant on products from, from overseas or, you know, from around the country. It's all very local here. So, yeah. I mean, that's huge for us. And, you know, at, at times it kind of seems like it handcuffs us a little bit, yeah. but, you know, through all this, it's actually, you know, it's proven to, um, to help us, but, uh, but no, always enjoy coming on with you guys. It's always a good time. And, uh, um, you know, we, we talked about the shoot coming up and yeah. hopefully we, we haven't can, announced it yet. You know. Should we announce it now? Oh, we should sorry. Prob- I'm sorry. No, 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 leave it there. Leave There's it there. a shoot coming up. Yep. If you're in the Michigan area, no, 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 this is not a secret. We're not keeping secrets, but it's, uh, it, well, you know what? It had to come out at some point. This was a perfect time to do it. Just know, listen to more podcasts for more information. We'll slowly divulge it as we go over the next coming couple of weeks. Right there, there. Now, now I just, I just, now people have to, have to listen to the podcast you know, cause they want to hear about it, but I, I can't tell you how many Christmases I've ruined for children. because. I, <laughs> no. So I, that, that's, that's just par for the course for me. <laughs> uh, well, we, appreciate, the game. we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you uh, being part of this shoot may or may not. Who knows mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, what, th- whatever and whenever it is. That's right. We appreciate it. Uh, well, for everybody that wants to check out HAJ, Scott, where they can, where can they find you? Just uh, HHASports.com, and then, uh, you know, obviously we're on all the social media, you know, handles, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, uh, it, you know, I mentioned the website. Another thing we're, we're really trying to increase is our uh, YouTube content. Cool. Um, so we have some really good instructional videos that we just posted up there uh, over the last year. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're always trying to, uh, you know, increase the user experience and, um, you know, be better. So, you know, we're always open to suggestions or recommendations, but, uh, no, I mean, we appreciate everybody that stood by us over the last year and helped us get through this. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, at the end of the year that we kind of get back to normal next year with, with the shows and, and can see everybody and, um, you know, everybody remains healthy and, and in good, good shape. Yeah. Awesome. It'll be exciting. I gotta. I'm excited to. I'm gonna be needing those videos. I have. Uh, I'm not switched back to compound, but I've included a compound back into my arsenal this year. So I, uh, I'm excited to get things sighted in. It's been a while since I've got had the wheelie bow out, and I'm excited for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Aristocrat. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah.